Welcome to the Andrea K Show. She's blonde, five foot two, and one hundred two pounds of dynamite in a dress. Here she is, Andrea K. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Welcome to tonight's Andrea K Show. I'm no longer 102 pounds of dynamite in a dress, child. I ate my way from New Orleans to Baton Rouge and back. From gumbo to crawfish pie to, oh my goodness, what else did I eat? Um, I, I don't even remember. I ate it all. Um, it, cat, fried catfish, red beans and rice. <laughs> <laughs> you had me at catfish. Oh. Uh, homemade green onion sausage, uh, sausage and gravy over homemade biscuits. I mean, I ate. It was absolutely amazing. Um, but I'm glad to be back with you guys. I was down there, not under the best of circumstances. I was down there for a memorial service for my beloved Mama Joan and down there with family and friends. And so I just wanted to give a shout out before we go any further. And thank you to my amazing fill-in guest host, Matt Locke of the real Matlock show that you guys can listen to him. He's on, he's got a podcast every day, very popular podcast on Spreaker. Check him out there. And then my buddy, my fried chicken, speaking of fried chicken, spicy fried chicken, my man, Brian Maloney sat in for me Friday night. And so I just know that it's always good when you got to go out of town to have good quality people filling in for you, especially when it's under kind of difficult circumstances. So anyway, I'm glad to be back with you guys tonight. Not happy with the San Diego weather. It's raining and it's dreary. Um, I could have done the show from home, but I thought, you know what? Instead, I'm going to come in here. I'm going to enjoy myself tonight like I do every night at 6 p.m. Pacific time, but not just over the airwaves with all of my friends and my, my peeps out there, you guys, the greatest people in the world, but also being in here in studio with my man who always keeps the wheels turning while I'm in town or not. It's DJ Potato Skins. No, for one night only, I am going to be DJ Fried Catfish because I still can't <laughs> get over the fact you ate so much great food. Oh, it was absolutely phenomenal. So, um, no. No better food in the world to me. And so it was I will just agree ab- with you. You ab- guys know how to do it. Absolutely awesome. Hey, 888-344-1170. I wasn't sure really which was the number one story I was going to go with tonight. Arrest Fauci has been trending. They Twitter tried to take down the arrest part and just make it Fauci trending. Arrest Fauci is trending. If you do Twitter, please keep retweeting that. But I think we also need to start seeing the hashtag arrest Alec Baldwin. There's a, a cover up in play for him. Hollywood is coming out on mass to protect him from what is not as a, as a longtime director, Stephen Savage said, this was not a tragedy that this was not an accident that occurred. This is not tragic. This was negligence and somebody needs to be criminally prosecuted. What would those charges be? And how would, and, and, and how, and, and I've got Wendy Patrick, my favorite legal analyst who's going to be on the show. I've got some questions for her because I'm not really sure if the analogies that I keep thinking of in terms of other ways in which negligent homicide occupationally and others tend to occur. How what analogies are you thinking? About? Well, you know, we're going to get a good tease, good tease. We're going to get into that with Wendy. Um, but, you know, well, think about it. I'll just give one I'm going to ask her okay. about. Um, you're, you're, uh, own a construction company. Maybe okay. you got a high rise. Maybe you got dudes working up, up off a crane or they're working steel workers and you're running and you don't follow OSHA guidelines. Are people criminally prosecuted in that instance? Oh, most definitely it's going to happen. I would, ho- I would think so. So why wouldn't that happen here? The person in charge, the, the people running the show, right? 
So those are those are some questions I've got for Wendy Patrick, and she's going to be here to give her legal perspective on that. I'm curious to hear from you guys. This, they're circling the wagons, pun intended, this being a Western, circling the wagons to protect him. What are your thoughts on that? And let's try to leave the, um, you know, just... Uh, well, I, you know what? No, no, I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to try to take the politics out of a political situation because the fact that he's, that he's being protected tonight by Hollywood is political. Because let me tell you, if that was Kurt Cameron, longtime well-known Christian, right? And he, and this was a, this was a conservative movie based on the Left Behind series or who's the actor, Kevin Sorbo, the, who played Hercules? He and his wife, Sam Sorbo, if they were doing one of their conservative Christian movies and this happened on the set, what would be happening? Oh, see, it is, it is political. You're it's right. absolutely political. And so I'm not going to leave that out. I want to know what you guys think. But however, I did hear from a conservative today. It's going to be another question for Wendy and I don't want to get too long into this because I, I, I want to save some for Wendy, but I had some conservatives say today, well, it's really, it's not just his fault as the producer because there was a chain of, of people involved, but ultimately the buck stops with the producer because producer hired the Larry Moe and Curly that did this buffoonery on the set that left somebody dead. Breaking news tonight, the AD, the assistant director, who handed the gun to him, was fired on his last set from a prop gun accident. And by the way, prop gun is misnomer. Prop gun is something that doesn't actually fire. It's something that, you know, looks like a gun, but it's not actually operational. These these are not props, clearly, right? Uh, Well, who hired him? Who hired him? And Alec Baldwin, why why did you take the gun from the hand of an AD? You know it's only supposed to come from the hand of the armor. You what did you not see? Did you not know? He knew you you didn't know who the AD was? He took that gun from the AD. There's a and ultimately we also have reports coming out that that day, that morning, there was a crew, the union crew packed up and walked off. It was uh, camera operators and their assistants. Uh they were frustrated by the conditions. Uh, long hours, for example, they were brought in, told that they were going to be, you know, put up locally and then told they were going to have to, after working 12 to 13 hours, they were going to have to stay at some low budget place an hour away and drive. Um, there were, uh, there were other, uh, safety protocols that they were concerned about. They were concerned uh, about, um, issues with gun inspections. They weren't strictly following these protocols on set. This was the morning of this shooting, of this death. So the union people, complained about it and they were told to hit the road and they were replaced with non-union workers that was the morning of the shooting um a few days before that the saturday before uh evidently there were other crew members that had complained uh that that about gun safety issues on the set by baldwin's stunt double accidentally fired two rounds on saturday beforehand now, according to the Rust Production Company, so the, uh, so the, a colleague, this is according to the LA Times, a colleague was so alarmed by the prop gun misfires that he sent a text message to the unit production manager. We've now had three accidental discharges. This is super unsafe. Gee, you think? Now, Rust Movie Productions said that the, we were not made aware of any official complaints. What, they didn't fill out, you know, in the, in the you know, idea box? You know, put your, put your idea box here. Is there a form they didn't fill out? They sent a text message. So see, the cover-up is on to protect what happened. I'm disturbed 
Let's think about what, one of the biggest issues that we've got in this country and one of the reasons why Trump was was elected. Going, remember back to 2015 when people started chanting lock her up. That wasn't just about Hillary Clinton. That was about the American people understanding we had two sets of laws, one for the elites and one for the peasants, one for Democrats and one for conservatives. Alec Baldwin, who pulled the trigger, took a gun from an AD, which is against protocols, which he should know, not just because of experience on set, but because of how many he's the producer. So it's his job to know that he was allowed to trade, he was allowed to leave prior to the investigation taking place. And of course, we got his wife issued a statement and said, there are no words. My heart goes out to Helena and her husband and her son. And of course, my Alec, he is not the victim. He's not the victim. Even if he did absolutely nothing wrong as the producer, even if he did absolutely nothing wrong as the lead actor who took a gun from an AD, still, he's not the victim. He's alive. You don't lump him in with the uh, with the dead woman and her surviving family members as though he's equally the victim as the woman he killed. That's slapping them in the face. Of course it is. And it's about covering for him. And why are they covering for him? Because he's Mr. Anti-Gun. Here was the statement from Stephen Savage, who went on, a former director, he went on describing all the different protocols that never took place. And uh, said, I can't tell you how angered I am over the death of cinematographer Helena Hutchins on the set of Rust. He went on to talk about all the failures in the protocols. He also went on to say, uh, it's not tragic what happened, it's criminal. And if people don't go to prison over this, the industry itself is suspect, in my opinion. It should be far than suspicious at this point. This game of putting crew members and actors in jeopardy just to get the shot has got to stop. And where are the unions in all of this? Well, uh, you know, the unions were actually kicked off the job here and were replaced with non-unions, which quite frankly, SAG, yeah, where are the unions? You should be screaming about this because this is a SAG production. They're not supposed to be, according to union bylaws, replacing SAG actors and SAG unions with non-union workers. I know enough about that. Uh, he goes on to say, no, uh, nowhere. That Where are the unions? Nowhere. That's where. A dog gets injured slightly making a film, and all of a sudden, it's only CG dogs allowed on big projects. He goes, this industry is becoming a joke. There are protocols here that have been set up for a reason. Follow them. And if everyone is so anti-gun in Hollywood, why do they keep making movies with guns? Because they are hypocrites. That's why. It's all about money. I, for one, will continue to be pro-gun and pro-safety on all of my films. If you can't agree here, you're obviously part of the problem. He posted this in a Hollywood in, in a Hollywood, I think, a, a Facebook page. We're going to take a break and we come back. People should be criminally charged. They would be if this was a Christian production. But will he? I don't think he will. But I'm curious to hear Wendy Patrick, brilliant legal analyst and host of uh, Today with Dr. Wendy on Saturdays here on The Answer San Diego. So stay tuned. Be sure to follow Andrea K on Twitter and Instagram at Andrea K Show, spelled K-A-Y-E. And connect with her on OurFreeNation.org. A.K., Dynamite and Address, or just Andrea K. Whatever you call her, don't call her fake news. It's the Andrea K Show on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K Show. Pretty much, I think, the two top uh, stories of the day are... Uh, tr- trending hashtag arrest Fauci. We're going to talk about that. I'm sure you've already heard that story, but there's there's I've actually heard even a little bit more beyond just the traumatic 
horrific story with the Beagles. Uh, and, and I said, shouldn't there be the hashtag arrest Alec Baldwin when we have a woman tragically lose her life on the set with all of the incredible evidence coming out about the production issues on the set, including a variety of issues previous to this incident, which left a woman dead of gun. Uh, uh, you know, uh, there was at least three incidents of uh, accidental shootings on the set already so clearly in my opinion negligence was occurring and somebody should and not even just my opinion as a layperson. I, I also read a quote from a, a famous director out of la steven savage who said that this is not tragic it's a crime and there needs to be prosecutions but you know alas i am not an attorney but i know the best of the best out there it's wendy patrick she's not just a brilliant legal analyst but she's also host of today with dr wendy which you can hear every saturday here at 6 p.m pacific time and she joins me now hello my dear it's always a pleasure andrea thank you for having me well thank you um you know i was thinking that of you know what could the possible charges be and you know it's it was already when they placed the 911 call 911 call whoever placed the call said we've had an accident here on set when does it go from being an accident on a workplace to to negligence and like negligent homicide? Yeah, and it's, it's a great question, Andrea, because you're asking a question that could implicate both criminal and civil liability. You know, this this tragedy, and that's exactly what it is. Uh, went really from a low-budget film to a blockbuster lawsuit in the making, and that's at least on the civil side. Because, you know, the way you queued this up was perfect. What they're looking at and what will be analyzed from both sides is whether there's a claim of negligence. And, Andrea, what makes that probably more possible under these facts than maybe under many other, I hate to say it, but there are many types of accidents that happen on on movie sets, but that Alec Baldwin was both an actor and the executive producer. That opens him up potentially to a broader uh, scheme of liability than if he had just been an actor. And you also mentioned something else that will that will really play into the mix, and that's that this wasn't the first time there was a safety violation. Because what they look at is whether or not you are exercising proper weapon safety. That's true regardless of the type of weapon at issue, but you can imagine it's especially relevant mm-hmm. when you're talking about a gun. Yeah, and, you know... I- I was I was trying to at the open of the show. I was thinking of different analogies to try to um, take the entertainment industry out of it and try to look at it just from a straight up, you know, typical case. Although, but it's really not typical. I was trying to think of analogies. So, um, for example, um, you run a construction company and you've got a high rise job going, and you've got OSHA regulations and safety protocols that are going to take place. If you've got a supervisor or foreman of a job and doesn't follow safety protocols, do they ever get charged? With negligent homicide? Yeah, and so what you look at is whether or not there's enough for a criminal charge, and you would look for those types of breaches that are so egregious, so reckless, that you would look at potentially charging uh, with that type of a crime. Remember that, you know, this happened in New Mexico, and so, however, many states have exactly the same types of elements that you would need to meet. So that's what they would be looking at here. They would basically be looking at whether or not you would meet the New Mexico provision of involuntary manslaughter, which under that law is the commission of a lawful act 
which might produce death in an unlawful matter or without due caution and circumspection. But you also brought up something at the start of the uh, start of the show that would also factor into that. You might look at whether there was a pattern of neglect, prior mm-hmm. discharges from these kind of prop weapons. Those would be the kind of facts you would look at in deciding whether or not to bring that kind of a charge, which, by the way, at least in New Mexico, is what they call a fourth-degree felony, um, and it's got a penalty potentially up to 18 months and 5,000 in fines. But remember that nobody rushes to judgment when you're looking at something as serious as either criminal or civil charges. So what they're going to be doing now is a fair and full investigation to make it fair to both sides, and then they will decide whether or not criminal liability will lie. You can already imagine, Andrea, that there will be some sort of a civil lawsuit filed, um, but they're looking more imminently at whether or not it would also constitute a crime. Well, I I hope there's going to be a fair investigation. We already know that a colleague had sent a text message to the unit production manager about we've now had three accidental discharges. This is super unsafe. Uh, so that was before. And, and uh, however, the movie productions company said we didn't receive an official complaint, emphasis on the word official. Um, we already know that it's documented that they didn't follow safety protocols on movie sets, according to uh, union regulations with how things are handled. We already know that Alec Baldwin took took the gun from the AD, which is which is a violation in and of itself. He participated not just as a producer, but as the actor in violating the safety protocols. What I'm concerned about, Wendy Patrick, is he was allowed to travel. He was allowed to leave and not stay there and participate in in the investigation. I'm troubled with the fact that he's tweeting out that he's been in communication with her husband and promised to help him, which I think is inappropriate and impedes an investigation. Am I wrong? Well, it doesn't appear that blatantly he's done anything to impede the investigation. Now, there may be facts developed from the conversations that he had with the um, with the decedent's husband, and we don't have those 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 conversations yet. But let me add something else in here. He apparently was among those responsible for checking the gun. Now, that's just as reported. Now, if that's true, that would also hold him to an even higher standard of care. But it's really tough to prove charges of impeding an investigation unless you really have some active misconduct, which we don't know yet. Every time something happens that is really classified as an accident, not everybody immediately views it as a potential crime. If the pendulum swings in that direction, as it sounds like it is, at least in terms of potential charges, then yes, you will definitely see more of a push and more of a push by law enforcement to have him sit down and give uh, give a statement if he chooses to. Because remember, once somebody becomes a suspect, then of course a whole different basket of rights come into play. So as this unfolds on both ends, we at the very least are going to see more investigation done, and then we'll wait and see where that leads. Yeah, I, I think I actually mischaracterized that. I don't think that I'm, I'm thinking that he impeded an investigation by talking to the husband. He's certainly laying the groundwork to avoid uh, possibly, I can't get inside his head and crawl around, but it certainly would be an, uh, would be a not surprising move for somebody to try to avoid being sued by by the widower uh, by cozying up and promising, you know, I'm going to help you out. I'm going to take care of you is how it was yeah. described. And I find that I find that unethical as the executive producer. And because this is not he's not he wasn't just the actor on the set, I find. And, and I think that he and I think that he should not be in communication with the victim's family at this point. 
Yeah, you know, that comes up frequently after an accidental death. But the other side of that coin is how do we know how close he was to the family? I mean, it could be an absolutely heartfelt uh, you know, apology and just a session to, to maybe give the family a bit of closure. And, you know, we don't know what was discussed. And that's always so tricky, Andrea, especially mm-hmm. when you have a close-knit group working together on a movie set. I mean, they get to know each other very, very well. So it may have been that to not have had that conversation would have maybe made him look guilty or aloof or cold or, you know, all of the other, you know, ways in which maybe that wasn't um, that wasn't really characterized. And we don't know whose idea it was to get together and have that conversation. So there's a lot of unanswered questions, but I have to tell you, anybody who thought this case was going away, it, it appears to be just heating up in terms of learning more. Who knew what when? Were there prior incidents? What should they have known? What wasn't done that should have been? So we will probably, Andrea, just be uh, just this is the tip of the iceberg. We're going to learn more and more as the days go by, and investigation continues. Well, what what I would like to see, and, and as as you well know, in, in uh, the course of all the different conversations we've had across all the different cases, you know that I'm about justice. I'm about, yeah. I, you know, I don't care who you are. If my own brother did like Larry Mayette and you know and I saw that evidence I'd be like you haul my brother in okay I'm about bad guys going away I'm also about I don't <laughs> want to see are. right and I don't want to see innocent people railroaded but I want I want to see people held responsible for their actions if I don't follow proper safety protocols and I get drunk and get behind the wheel of a car and now my car kills somebody, I'm probably going to be prosecuted. And if Alec Baldwin and, and, and or anybody else in his production crew, as it appears, were responsible for the death of this woman, they themselves should also be held to account. That's right. And that's exactly what these investigations are for. And, you know, one thing that should give you some solace here is the fact that we do know so much. Mm-hmm. We know so much context. We know history. There's been, you know, all this information that's come out within the last couple of days for precisely the goal that you have is we want to make sure justice is done. In order to do that, we're asking questions. We're learning more evidence. We're figuring out who was responsible, whether this had ever happened before, safety protocols. So, yes. Yeah, so at the very end of this, Andrea, we no doubt will have sufficient evidence. You know me, I'm the eternal optimist. Mm -hmm. We will have sufficient evidence to bring the parties to justice, even if that means in a civil courtroom, we're going to make sure that this was not a death that's in vain. Well, if I have to use my magic eight ball, I predict that it does end up in in some kind of civil court. I just, I don't know the DA's office there. I'd have to research into it and see if we've got, like we've got in Chicago, where they don't, you know, uh, they didn't even prosecute in Chicago recently some gang, some gang people that they had in custody that killed somebody in, a, in you know, a, a shootout in the streets, you know, for political reasons, right? We've got a lot of politicizing too much happening in in our DAs and our U.S. attorneys' offices, um, which is unfortunate that so much has become politicized. We just want, we want the bad guy, we want people to be held accountable for their crimes. That's what our justice system is for. That's what our criminal code is for. And we must, in order to have a functioning society and a safe society, we must have people held accountable. Because otherwise, you know, if nobody's held accountable, Wendy Patrick, then everybody can just do whatever they want to do. So we can't have that. We can't have that in society. Tell everybody how they can hear your show. You know, I am on at the same time as Andrea. So if you like her show, listen to her at 6 p.m. every day of the week and then my show at Saturday, 6 p.m. Yes. So easy enough to <laughs> stay on the same channel. Always stay on the same channel and you'll hear today with Dr. Wendy Saturdays at 6. Thank you for the plug. Sounds good, honey. 
Thanks so much for Thank being here. Thank you. All right, now stay My tuned. Pleasure. All right, honey. We've got uh, more to talk about on the other side of the break. Yeah, we're going to talk about arrest Fauci. You're so busy, Skins. I don't know if you've heard this story about the Beagles. Have you heard it? No, but hearing arrest Fauci makes me very happy. Yeah. <laughs> it hasn't happened yet. Don't get too gleeful. Hashtag arrest Fauci. <laughs> Want more Andrea Kay? Follow her on Facebook at Andrea Kay, spelled K-A-Y-E. And connect with her on OurFreeNation.org. Andrea Kay, bringing the world a much-needed reality check. You're listening to The Andrea Kay Show on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea Kay Show. Um, now, I don't think that Alec Baldwin's going to face criminal charges because for the same reason why, if you were a Roman capital on January 6th in a MAGA hat, you got arrested. But if you're Black Lives Matter in Antifa, you can, you know, lock people into a building and light it on fire. And, you know, and not be rules, right. Two sets of rules. This, we don't we don't really have a justice system anymore. Right. We, I, I didn't even I don't even think I really spent time on that story out of Chicago because there was so much happening. No, you didn't. There was a there was a shooting incident on the streets between gang members. One person, I think one or two people died and the local D.A. did not press charges when they had the five gang members in custody. That's where we're what at. What does it take? Well, well, it's it takes being the right uh, the right minority group. Just like if you're if you're Chauvin, you go to jail for the rest of your life for a knee on a neck, which was protocol in Minneapolis at the time. But if uh, even the Capitol Police said that the the cop who shot unarmed Ash White Ashley Babbitt had no 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 um, excuse to do it. it, it was wrong. He should be facing charges. But, you know, that's where we're at in this country. I think we've got a caller. I think Don from San Diego. Don from San Diego. Is on the line. He's got a question or a comment. I'm not sure which one. And you know what? Either one is cool. Hello, Don. Hello. Good evening. Hi there. I did have a, just a bit of information that I learned recently that that woman that was shot, her husband, works for a law firm in L.A. And they're working in connection with defending the Clintons against the old Durham investigation. Oh, interesting. Isn't that just a little too-too, Don? Well, you know, but then it don't look like the Clintons because they usually have people commit suicide. Well, yeah, I, yeah, she wasn't suicided. She wasn't shot in the back of the head. But, you know, clearly we've got some, you know, we've got, you know, far left people here with political connections and the politics are going to take over and he's not going to be this. You know what? That's why I was bothered by his phone call to the to the widower, to the cinematographer's husband. It was inappropriate. Um, I, I did hear today that he said that he, you know, he doesn't blame Alec Baldwin or he forgives him or something like that. You know, birds of a liberal feather sticking together, I guess. Uh, you know, I don't know. I don't understand it. I would want I would want him to be held accountable if my wife um, was was killed because of his negligence, which is what happened. Thank you for calling, Don. Well, Appreciate absolutely. Can I say something about Fauci? Sure. Because um when Paul, why didn't he, if you and I went to Congress and lied like that, we'd be in jail now, not fired. Right. Yeah. Because nobody's held, nobody, Fauci, even before we learned about what he did with the dogs, and I'll get into that as well, some other information I found out today, thanks to Candace Owens, in terms of his animal cruelty, not unlike, you know, uh, other serial killers, Jeffrey Dahmer and Richard Chase, but yeah. um, but um, he, he should have been fired for the fact that he lied and withheld therapeutics that could have saved the lives of over 500,000 people, according to many doctors. So this man is a psychopath who kills 
without conscience, and he does it for power. Thanks for calling in, Don. Got to leave it there. I think we've got another mm-hmm. caller. Dis- disinfected Mike is on the line from San Diego. Hello. It's been a while since you called in, my friend. Yeah, it's been a bit. How you been? Good. Kind of. Good. I mean, it's so, ugly out there. Yeah. Yeah, it is. Well, I'm still disaffected, and and you can see why I'm disaffected and why I still – I still believe I made the right decision in basically tapping out uh, of the of the sphere of corrosive garbage that I have to swim in. Um, guys like Fauci uh, will be protected. Mm-hmm. They are protected. Uh, they will never see uh, the inside of a courtroom. Uh, that's we. You know, I hate saying I hate saying this, but it was a politician. I forget his name. Uh, where he said we basically live in two Americas. And um, uh, this was back uh, uh, at presidential election. Uh, I think it was Edwards. And he said we live in two Americas. And you know what? As much as I hate to di- uh, agree with him, I agree with him. We absolutely now live in basically two Americas. Yeah, he was, uh, that was, uh, I don't know if you'll remember, that was Claire Allguy, um, who had the affair. He got busted. National Enquirer busted him with his girlfriend in the hotel in LA. He was really referring from, and the baby, yeah. Yeah, and they had the baby. He was referring uh, to the economic situation of two Americas, which, but it, it actually applies to every aspect of our society. And uh, and and the wealth gap is only going to get bigger when you see what the Democrats are doing to America. You look at the supply chain issues going on right now that are manufactured. You look at the inflation going on right now, manufactured. Um, They want us to to suffer economically because then they want us to beg for government handouts. Uh, So the wealth gap and and you look at what they did with COVID, right, where they shut down mom and pop businesses. You couldn't you could go hang out in the book department of Walmart, but you couldn't go into a small mom and pop bookstore. Right. That was to where said they could shut down small business and beef up the Walmarts and the Amazons. Right. So, you know, and so they made the billionaires even bigger billionaires. And then. You look at our justice system, and there's no justice system anymore. We've now got Merrick Garland, the AG, saying, you know, he, not, not going after anybody from Black Lives Matter or Antifa, but if you're a teacher that stood up at a school board meeting, they're going to come for you. You're a domestic terrorist. He rolled back his comments, too. And, 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 and not only that, if you remember, Barack Obama pimped Merrick Garland at, for, for SCOTUS. Yeah. And, and, and Republicans uh, denied Merrick Garland even an iota of being able to talk and for good reason. And you see it. Why now? But what happens? They bided their time. Democrats, progressive, these radical Marxist, uh, uh, intersectional SJW, uh, woke tards, as I like to call them. Mm-hmm. Um, they have bided, they have bided their time. They've waited and waited and waited. And when the pandemic came around, look who, look at the little cockroaches that stuck out from underneath the refrigerator in the darkness, uh, to, to foist their nonsense, uh, approaches to how we handle uh, infection, infectious disease. They were com- Fauci has been completely and utterly wrong from the day, from the inception of his going on TV. Mm-hmm. Him and Dr. Birx. Dr. Birx, Dr. Birx isn't even on the map anymore. She couldn't take his nonsense anymore. She's gone. Mm-hmm. But we got left with Fauci. We got left with Fauci. Trump should have fired him. And Trump should have fired him. When yeah. he when he brought Trump in Scott Atlas, him. he should have fired him. He should have said, even if he wanted to do it in a way, he should have been willing to take the slings and arrows of what would have come Trump's way by firing him. He should have said, look, dude, you know, thank you for, he could have been nice about it. Thank you for your service, Fauci. Clearly, you know, um, your, your, it, your time is up. And we, and we, we also need to have a, 
you must age out. If you know, there's no reason for anybody running any right. government system in this country at the age of eighty. It's absurd. So right. um, I, I I will say I will say that honestly, in all honestly, all honesty though, Fauci to me is just a giant distraction. I mean, I mean, let's look at the man's pedigree. Yeah, he's a he's a doctor, he's a virologist, but he's never had a patient outside of his residency. He doesn't. He's never had he's never had a, a private practice. Um, he's never seen patients yet. Yet his pronouncement as a doctor, who's not my doctor, is that he's given he's given the nation a prescription of how to handle these things, and he's been wrong. If he was any other doctor, if he was my personal medical doctor, and he gave me this sort of medical advice on what to do um, uh, with the amount of people that have died under his quote unquote care, this man would have lost his license. Yeah. He probably would have been uh, 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 arrested for for incompetent negligence, uh, medical medical malpractice. Medical malfeasance. The man should the man should be seeing the inside of a six by ten with three meals, yeah. three hots, and a cod for the rest of his life. But yet he's a distraction. What really these people are doing, honestly, is they they want to see the United States crash and burn so they can rebuild it again uh, in their own image. And that image is going to be dark. It's going to be bad. And and the longer we allow these people to continue to do this nonsense. You think the CCP is a bad news? Is bad news? Let allow CCP to gain dominance over the world, and you watch this. You watch this globe fall into darkness because that's exactly what will happen under Chinese dominance. Because you know these guys are paying the bills. As far as I'm concerned, at this point, it's not a conspiracy. It's not. Uh, you know, it's not projection. This is this is what's going on. They own two to three to four billion dollar trillion dollars of our debt. Okay, right. if they decide they want to call that in. We got big problems on our hands. Well, they're not going to. I'm 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 up against a break here. They're not going to because we're partnered with them. We've got the Biden administration that still has Hunter Biden has business deals going on with them. Um, You know, part of what's going on with the supply chain stuff is is has to do with China. Um, you know, so I, 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 I think, I think the, you know, uh, I'm, I'm less concerned about China ruling over us and more concerned about the fact that we're becoming China. A coronavirus allowed the Marxist and the communist and the Democrat party, um, turn us into China. And, and it's one of the things that, that bothers me about Trump is that he should have been wise enough to see what was going on and not hand the keys to our nation over to a dictator who is a liar and a phony in, uh, a, in a white coat who has never put a stethoscope on a patient. Thank Trump you. was too nice. That's, well, he didn't see the fair, bigger picture of what was going on. That's fair. That's, well, that's a fair assessment. And I could, and based on what you said, I could retract and walk back maybe what I said a little bit on China. However, the problem with Trump is, and as much as I love the man and what he did as president of the United States, okay, and I hope he runs again, because I'll vote for him blindfolded with my hands tied behind my back if I could. Um, the problem was he surrounded himself with the yes men. And, yeah. and it was a real problem. And I hope that he sees the error of his ways if he decides to run. Well, again. here, I'm going to disagree with you. I'm going to dis- I'm going to disagree with you. Dis- disaffected Mike before I let you go. He, he actually didn't surround oh, okay. himself with yes men. He actually surrounded himself with people that he trusted who were who were rhinos and were lefties. And because he went there knowing that he was sure. facing two opposition parties, he didn't know who he could trust. So he he tr- and he trusted the wrong people. He trusted people that didn't believe in MAGA. He trusted people like Ivanka and Jared who were lefties. Right. And they gave him bad 
bad yeah. advice every step of the way. And he pushed out the hardcore conservative people. He pushed out the Steve Bannons, right? And, 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 you know, and, and he had bad advice from Ryan. He brought in Kevin McCarthy and all these establishment people, Ryan's Priebus, that all these rhinos that, um, were stabbing him behind the back. And he never and, fired and Rona anybody. McDaniel. Don't forget, don't forget Rona McDaniel. Rona McDaniel. Traitor. She's yeah, a totally. traitor to the Republican Party. Right. She really is. Absolutely. And the fact that she still has a job there is is disgusting, and uh, it just shows you the kind of deep seated uh, nepotism that is rank in both the Republican and Democrat Party, and it does not serve the public, and it does not serve us, the citizens, at all. No. They are not your friends, and remember that. Don't give them money anymore at all. They don't deserve it. No, they don't. Well, disaffected Mike, thank you so much for calling in. Make it happen more often, my friend. Appreciate you. Thank you. All right. Well, stay tuned. We got one more segment. I'm going to tell you guys a little bit more. You think you heard some bad stuff about the Beagles? Wait till you get a load of what I got to share next about Fauci. Want more Andrea K? Follow her on Facebook at Andrea K, spelled K A Y E. And connect with her on ourfreenation.org. News, politics, and current events. It's the Andrea K Show on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K Show. Um, did you know that uh, you're not necessarily a true crime buff like no, I am? No, I am. You are, yeah. So then you probably know that serial killers, almost all of them, had a history as, as children of, and going into adulthood of torturing animals. Yes. And killing animals. I actually um, uh, did a little acting in my day. You know, I got family in the movie, in the movie business, uh, one of which actually worked as an armor and actually handled guns on set. So I know a little bit of this situation. Um, but I actually played the alcoholic chain smoking mother of serial killer Richard Chase. Because when you look at me, you think alcoholic chain smoking, abusive mother of a serial oh, killer. Oh, obviously. Right? Absolutely, right? Well, Richard K. Chase was out of Sacramento and it was the first serial killer in which the FBI used their criminal profiling techniques that were in which they made the movie Silence of the Lambs on. And it was the most gruesome serial killer case. I mean, horrible. He abused, uh, animals mm-hmm. and one of the toughest scenes i had to do was him bringing in supposedly a cat that he had mutilated so when you hear shouldn't come as any surprise it did, actually did not come as a surprise to me to hear that what fauci took our taxpayers money to invest in and just what he spent our taxpayers money on skins was a a, a, a testing in tunisia that involved beagles and what they did i can hardly even talk about it they put their heads in mesh cages and put sand fleas all around their head, and the sand fleas ate ate them alive. That is sick. It's barbaric. And because the workers didn't want to have to hear the cries and the screams of the dogs, they debarked them. They took out their vocal boxes. Have you ever had a sand flea on, flea on you? No. Yeah, they're common on the East Coast. Um, yeah, they're absolutely torturous. And it, it, this is literal torture of animals. There is no reason to be doing this to animals. And this is what Fauci used our taxpayers' dollars for. Wow. But why would you be surprised by this? Because let me tell you, this is a man. Nobody's talked about this. Gets hardly any play. He used the scalp of aborted babies and other experiments. This man is Joseph Mengele. He is a psychopath. You know what else I found out that he's done, according to Cam- uh, Candace Owens? 
She, and this is a, a, t- a tweet from her today, reading through Fauci's experiments, and the one I find most alarming is the use of an acid to destroy a region of a monkey's brains in order to magnify terror. Then they simulated images of spiders and tormented them with fear. Human DNA is 90% identical to apes. Why would they fund that research? How long ago was that? Not that it matters. Uh, I'll have to research it for when he did That's this. That's disgusting. Yeah. They're torturing an- animals. It's it's almost like a gain. This was almost like gain of function what he was doing to, to the apes, right? How can we magnify? How do we how do we increase and make worse the terror in these animals? Well, didn't they inflict terror on the American people in order to get them to wear a mask and be locked down and have their jobs taken away from them and their businesses shuttled? Be willing to to sit back and watch their loved ones die, seniors die alone in nursing homes. Meanwhile, George Floyd could have six funerals, but you couldn't go visit your family member in a funeral home. This is the stuff that should be on Fox News every day. Of course, it's not because they're bragging. Neil, Neil Cavuto was saying today that Fox is, you know, they're the benchmark for how to force they're, they're the, for, for workplaces, forced vaccinations and this and that. And then Chris Wallace said Jen Psaki was like, you know, the best press presser ever, press uh, rep, press spokesperson. Um, other breaking news uh, that you need to think about um, that's going on with the CDC as it ties into this. This is literally we've got barbarians. We've got monsters. This is how communism has re- resulted in 200 million deaths in the history. They think you are nothing but a bump in the road like Obama referred to the Benghazi people, right? You're bumps in the road. They don't care about you any more than they care about these dogs, any more than they care about these apes. You're being experimented on right now with these shots. And you know what? It's all about power. Over the weekend or, or at, at Newsmax reported, I think it was either this morning or yesterday, the Biden administration officials were urging Americans on Friday to get booster shots. While this, uh, the CDC has said it may update its definition of what constitutes being fully vaccinated. See where it's going? Currently, people in the United States are considered fully vaccinated if they've had two doses of Pfizer, BioNTech and or Moderna or one dose of the vax made by Johnson and Johnson. Quote, we have not yet changed, not yet changed the definition of fully vaccinated. We will continue to look at this. We may need to update our definition of fully vaccinated in the future. CDC Director Rochelle Walensky told reporters. What did we say months ago? What did we say a year and a half ago? They had to make you panic. They had to do to you psychologically with fear of COVID like they did to these apes to make you panic and make you tremble in terror. So you'd be willing to wear a mask. You'd be willing to torture your kids. You'd be willing to let your business destroyed, right? You'd be willing to, to, to not interact with anybody, not have a wedding, not have a funeral. You'd be willing to sit back and have your life destroyed, watch your loved ones die being denied therapeutics so you could get the jab. And now you're never going to be without it. They're going to continue to use whatever virus is coming down the road as an excuse to have control over you and your body. You are the beagle. You're the ape. That's what's going on here. And they don't intend for it to ever stop. So wake up. Wake up. They're lying to you. They've lied to you from the beginning. If the if Fauci and the NIH has lied about gain of function and they scrub the definition of it off of their website... You still believe in anything that he has to say to you about anything, right? And you're willing to let him. I got to ask you out there, if you have believed in Fauci for what he's trying to get you to do to your five-year-olds to get jabbed, you still thinking that after what he's done to animals? What's wrong with you? 
Wise up. See you tomorrow.